You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. It's my book right here, Still Breathing, The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Good morning, Happy Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. My goodness, April, it's right there. It is right there. We're about to straight roll up in that bitch, and uh, we'll see what happens, man. Some wild things going on in the world. Some of it sad, some of it uh, happy, some of it, uh, all of it interesting, rather. And uh, we're going to talk about today on this broadcast. We've got to touch on a disgusting act of violence perpetrated by an absolutely deranged female yesterday deranged woman went into a private uh christian school gunned down three adults three small children before getting smoked by the fucking cops shout out to the police department out there in nashville great job uh thank you for saving us our tax dollars and thank you for getting instant justice for those lost souls so yeah that was a uh, very unfortunate event obviously sad we'll talk about it today um i uh you know obviously thoughts and prayers go out to everybody affected by that that community i cannot imagine being a parent uh and having something like that happen in your to your children or in their school unfathomable disgusting demonic and uh pretty much on brand for a lot of the leftists right now they are silent they are not denouncing this many of them actually seem to be relieved uh that it was done at a christian school which tells you you're dealing with legitimate actual demons disgusting things uh i don't really understand it but we're going to cover that a little bit today that's not going to be uh, i'm going to be straight up with you guys we'll, we'll spend a little time on that but that is not going to be the the uh, predominant theme of this broadcast while it is obviously uh, important news it is not I just don't highlight violence on this show there's plenty of other shows that will pretty much run with that as the main thing on the show so we're going to talk about it I am going to give my thoughts on it because I think I might be able to help somebody with my opinions on it um, and then we'll move forward uh, into some lighter news and in, in headlines obviously President Donald J Trump sitting down with fat mouth Sean Hannity last night uh, for an interview um, good interview uh president trump always makes them good because he's so open and available but uh he did his thing and we've got clips from that i've also got a bunch of dank memes today as usual meme team just stays on fire they're pretty much right now in the zone this is uh this is pretty much michael jordan madison square garden uh double nickel every night right now from the meme team i don't know how to explain it but this is what they do they are crushing it not only that my beautiful wife and my tiffy whole team crushing it everybody just getting it done i got some fun stories to share with you guys so it's gonna be a big show here on the dilly show tuesday see what i gotta deal with around here yeah i knew i was like wait a minute wait a minute we received look things are crazy around here at the dilly show right now in a very positive way we got big things happening okay there's lots going on very exciting Trump 2024 is absolutely going to the moon we're excited thrilled to be a part of that movement we're excited about what the meme team is doing. They are crushing it. Absolutely crushing it, right? 
We've got our sponsors going to the moon. Everybody is like, hey, we're batting down the hatches. We're here for the long haul. We're going to get through the next 18 months together. We're going to fight tooth and nail to save this country. So everybody is dug in. So what happens? So what happens is sometimes we email and emails get crossed up, right? And I'm like, Randy, hold on. You go check, honey. Go check. She's rushing around this morning. I was rushing around. So that's what we do. So that's what we do. That's what happens sometimes on the broadcast. I'm like, hey, 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 don't make me look like an idiot. I don't want to look like an idiot. So that's what happened today. Just making sure I don't look like a fucking dork. Anyway, I know it's very exciting. So I got to tell you guys, uh, I, I think I'm going to start the show. You guys want to start with a story time? Do you guys want to start with a really awkward story time? All right, I'm going to tell you a really funny, funny story time. We'll keep it anon, but it will be funny. So last night, I may or may not have received a text from uh, people associated with and or near the uh, the campaign movement we got going on here for Donnie J. Trump, okay? And uh, the text was like really funny because they're like, we are absolutely loving the content. And it was like a bunch of uh, laughing kind of emoji situations, right? And then it was a screenshot. And the screenshot had a photo of my wife dressed up as Christina Peshaw and it was a screen grab from a chat that uh, is pretty much the senior brass of senior all brass, okay? So, fucking hilarious, okay? Absolutely hysterical. And, uh, and they are laughing their asses off. They, uh, that, that meme is now firmly inside everywhere. Now, that's not the funniest part. The funniest part is one of the people that commented said something very specific and telling about our uh, wonderful Randy and her imitation of Christina Peshaw and DeSantis meat model. What they said was, uh, accurate as fuck now why is that relevant because this particular individual may or may not have been working (laughs) in the in that governor's office at some point in the last five years so randy went out on a limb on what she thought that these two would be like and uh this is probably why all of the shithead DeSantis supporters lost their marbles when she put out that meme on Friday night because apparently it was really, really, really accurate and we had no idea just how accurate until somebody was like, this is like internal dialogue, right? Like, and I was like, oh boy. They're like, oh my God, it's so accurate. And these are people who are like inside of politics uh, at a very, very high level and would know this information. And they thought it was fucking hysterical. So shout out to my wife. Uh, well done, honey. It's re- it is really, really funny. It's one of your best parodies you've ever done. It is available. You can go find that on Twitter quite easily. But we now know. 
<laughs> we now know why they were super mad because it was it was not that uh, far off from real life. So good stuff. Play it again. Now I'm not going to play it again. It's on Twitter. You guys can go find it. It's it's there. But the bottom line is, we have confirmation that, that thing is scary accurate. So very fun. That was fun. That was last night. That's kind of how I went to bed. And and uh, there's there's other nice things too. It's like uh, you're like, oh my god. They go. They said uh, someone was like, holy cow. Yo, have you seen this? And then the person replied, and they're like, dude, that's Brendan's wife. Can I just tell you how fucking cool it is to be uh, referenced by just my first name inside of that circle? that includes pretty much everybody that you care about and know about and want to vote for. And to have uh, have my name in there just on a first name, you know, I was like, oh, it's Brendan Tully's wife from the Tully Show. It was like, no, that's Brendan's wife. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> We're on a first name basis around here. Uh, so that was kind of cool. It was very, uh, that was a very humbling experience. And I love making people laugh. And I know my wife does as well. And she's doing a fantastic job of it. So everybody is really enjoying it. All right, so um, that's the light stuff. The dark stuff, uh, unfortunately, is what we kind of touched on a little bit. And we'll, we'll get into it here a little more, a little more specifically. Um, very unfortunate uh, about yesterday. Um, no one, obviously nobody, uh, there's nothing to win there. It's very sad all the way around. And uh, yeah, I'm going to touch on it. Like I said, I'm going to cover that topic today here on the show. But it is, it's not something we're going to make a, a theme of the show just because I don't like to highlight violence. It's not my deal. I think you guys have plenty of news stations for that type of thing. Randy, what do you need, honey? Really shit timing, but go ahead, please. Yeah, horrible. I'm just correcting the record. The sponsor said in the chat. You didn't need to come in to tell me this, huh? It's not pre-order, but there's a sponsor I was right. that says pre-order. But what you bet was I was correct. Yeah, I think you just came in to let me know I was right. Love you. Thank you. That's what I thought. Yep, this is, this is why I'm on this side of the camera. I really want to spend your money now. Love you. She came in and gave me the most long-winded you were right answer I've ever heard. Well, technically, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> gotcha, thank you, love. <laughs> uh, all right, so, uh, yeah, let's get into this show. You know what's funny is I, I, uh, I see myself and, like, I'm aware that I'm older, right? I'm like, I, I look and I'm like, oh, I look a little, you know, the hair's getting thicker again. Thank God. Thank God my, my new hormone doctor adjusted my shit. So I'm definitely feeling better about that. The gray is never going to go away until I get about, I don't know. I figure what I'll do is we'll wait about 20 years. And then uh, when I go through my full blown fucking meltdown, like a retard, I'll go maybe do the Bill Mitchell later on with the purple hair after I've been silver for like 15 years. Maybe. I don't know. You never know. But like, I'm aware of I'm getting older, but you want to know how I know I'm getting older? This is like the dumbest thing. Do any of you ever gauge your, um, like the way time is going by based on how other people are aging? Does that make sense? Like, like that's, that's one of the things that like trips me out. So <laughs> I saw, um, so a video, there was a video that, that Don Jr. took uh, and he did a video yesterday cause he was, he was promoting his show on rumble, you know, and, uh, which is really, it's a great show. And, um, and he took like a video and, and Don's like, he's, he's gray, like all through his beard and his hair. And like Don to me, Donnie Jr. is still like young Don Jr., right? It's like completely black hair and like and black thick beard. And now it's like this really silvery kind of gray beard. And he had his hat on and shit. And I'm like, dude, me and Don Jr. are getting old. You're like, that's like, like he doesn't look old, but like, that's what I was thinking. Like, I was like, 
But like, I don't think about my age until I saw him. And then I was like, <laughs> we've been doing this a while now, you know? And then, and then I, it just makes me laugh. I'm just like, shit. Cause then I look and I'm like, I go back to the old uh, videos where I'm like a lot thinner, which is weird. Cause my weight hasn't really changed a lot. And I don't, I'm not particularly a lot fatter or anything. I don't got a lot more fat, but I don't know. Yeah. My weight's always fluctuated, but I'm basically the exact same weight as I've been since. Oh my God, dude. I don't even know. Fucking 2009 or something. Right. I'm, I'm essentially like within two or three pounds. And so, uh, it's just strange to see your face. Cause if you're on camera every day, like I am, it, it likes very slowly, but until you go back to those old shows, then you're like, what the hell? So yeah, yeah, whatever, but that's okay. But I'm turning back the clock. I, uh, I did my, my exercises again today. Told you guys I'd update you. So I did my cardio again today and I actually, I knocked out like a half an hour of cardio and I was really excited because about eight minutes in, I started jogging on this program and, and I actually managed to jog out the entire length of that uh, cardio program on the treadmill, which I was like, oh shit, you know, cause I kind of thought I might die, but I didn't, I actually did really well. I was fine. And, uh, and that's day three in the books in a row of cardio getting my, it's all about my heart health right now. I'm just trying to get my shit completely money and, uh, lean out just slightly. So that way, you know, I'll worry about vanity later. I'm not really worried. I'm not that guy. I used to be that guy. Fuck dude. When I was a personal trainer, you lived and died by like whatever results you got. And then at some point I just stopped giving a shit. I was just like, dude, just stay attractive enough so your wife will fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, like I just essentially wanted to be like, okay, I just want, I just need to be hot for my wife, right? Like that was kind of where I got. And then, and then I was like, okay, like I want to keep it, you know, cause I gotta be young. I gotta try to keep up with these girls out here. You know what I mean? I gotta hang out with Randy and Tiffy. It's like, you're chasing around these fucking, these vibrant, you know, healthy women. And they're, they're gallivanting around town having fun. And, and I'm like, dude, I can't age out prematurely, right? So trying to keep myself young and hang out with them and chasing after the kids and all the good stuff, right? It's like hanging out with my kids and, and I just want to be healthy. But uh, the vanity, I figure eventually I probably will get a little, I want to, like, it's good. It's a healthy thing. Like, I want to be a little bit vain. You know what I mean? But that was like my goal. It was like, okay, stay healthy enough to be attractive and then uh, to the, you know, to, to the wife, but also, you know, like I want to come on here and, uh, and I don't want to look like, you know, like people I talked about yesterday, like apparently somebody got super triggered by my commentary about a uh, person that I, I don't really have a lot of fucking respect for. And uh, as a matter of fact, kind of grossed out by, it. and I talked about that yesterday. I'm not going to go into it again today, but they were, they were very upset that I had referenced appearance. And to that, I say, uh, fuck you. Uh, that's fine. I don't give a shit. You're probably the kind of loser that lets everybody get away with everything. And you probably worship a bunch of fucking retards and you don't even have proper heroes because you don't know who the fuck to look up to and your discernment is shit. So, um, I hate, I hate to have to do this, but I'll reiterate it right here on the show. And my wife said that she thanked me last night. She goes, your commitment and your, your unrelenting pursuit of the truth and only honoring the truth is really, really admirable. And people don't like when this happens. I, I am the same with everybody, with everybody, okay? And it's like, it's not really that complicated. If I don't give a fuck if you're my flesh and blood. If you become a scumbag and you start doing scumbag shit, I'm going to say something. 
I'm not the guy that plays politics. I'm not the guy that keeps his mouth shut to preserve your fucking fragile ego or to not rock the cart. Like, it's weird. Like, some of you guys thank me for this. You're like, oh, hey, thank you for always shooting us straight about everything. So then yesterday, I fucking dunk on somebody that I used to be friends with and who I really have had nothing to do with for over two years because I had to throw her fucking ass out of my telegram room because she was bad-mouthing Donald Trump immediately after the election. I had to go in there and be like, nah, bitch, you're not welcome here anymore, nuke. I threw the fuck out of my room. And then somebody comes in and writes me an email. Oh, that was really ugly. It says a lot about your character. No, it doesn't. First of all, her choosing to put her fucking mug out in the public with no goddamn makeup and not running a brush through her hair is her fucking choice. That's not my problem. Me noticing it is not a problem. Like, her not having the self-respect to fucking actually do something with that shit ain't my fucking problem. But more importantly, is this what you fucking want? Isn't this, like, why you watch this show? Because everybody else is going to play politics. They're all going to be like, don't say this about her or him because they know him or her, and they're working with him or her, and I don't want to get blackballed. Everybody you know, everybody you fucking watch, whether it's in mainstream media or new media or in politics, plays that same fucking game. They all play that game. They're all scummy this way, and they all will... They fucking all compromise their fucking integrity to make sure they do not. They'll say some stupid fucking gay shit like this. They'll say something like this to you guys. I'm not speaking on that. I'm not really aware, but they fucking know. They all know. All of these people fucking know. And I, I'm the guy that comes out and he, I'm honest with my audience. And I'm like, yes, this person, I'm not friends with them anymore. I stay the fuck away from them because I don't trust them. And I think they have poor integrity. And then I get blowback. So you'd rather, look, if you want to watch a show where, I'm not that guy, I'll be straight up with you. I am loyal, and I wrote this in my book and I'll say it on this show. I am loyal to values, not people. If your fucking values line up with mine and you continue pulling the same direction as me, I will be loyal until the day we both die. But if you fucking start fucking up and you start doing really shady, gross shit that I want nothing to do with, I don't give a fuck what your name is. I'm probably going to blast you publicly and have nothing to do with you. And I've, I'm that way with everyone. Everyone gets treated the same by me. Every single fucking human being. And it's just very weird. It's just very fucking weird that, uh, that anybody thinks that they need to give me shit about this. Also, if you want to get fucking absolutely bludgeoned, Keep talking about Rihanna and Tiffy and their choice to have nose rings, little nose piercings. I, you can you can say what you want. It's free country, but you're probably not going to be in the chat very long. And I don't give a shit who you are, or how long you've been here, or how many shirts you fucking own. Full disclosure: If you start, you're going to start ragging on the fucking women. My wife, both of my girls, they got tons of tattoos and they've got nose rings, and nobody gives a fuck what the boomers think of them. Okay. I get it. I understand. You've got an opinion. And honestly, no one fucking cares about it. Okay? They're not going to fuck any of you. So it's probably irrelevant whether you think they're attractive, right? So the, the fact that you may or may not like what they look like kind of doesn't mean a fucking thing to anybody. I just, I have to glance down and see this shit. And I'm just like, how have you not fucking learned by now? Ain't none of you motherfuckers going to get laid. So you might as well just keep your shit to yourself. You know what I mean?
Jesus. Ah, just, just my opinion. No offense. It's like, no offense. No offense. Why don't you shut the fuck up? You got your own wife. Why don't you worry about your shit, bud? Jesus. Gotta look down and see this shit. All right. Can you imagine? Like, I don't comment on your fucking wives. Even if you post a picture, I'm not going to say some shit. Like, I gotta look down and see this shit. I'm like, oh, okay. That's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. Okay. Oh, anywho, let's get to the news. You know what? Let's lighten it by having to talk about a school shooting. No, actually, actually, this is serious. Uh, not the school shooting. We're going to get to that in a minute. This actually is very important for the entire Dilly 300 to be aware of something and all of MAGA to be super aware of what I'm going to say next, okay? This is very exciting and very uh, important, but they need your help, okay? Okay, here we go. This is what you need to know. The Wisconsin Supreme Court race is the most consequential election of 2023. Listen to me clearly. If we do not elect Justice Daniel Kelly on April 4th, the newly flipped liberal court will strike down Wisconsin's current voter ID law. Okay. Let me explain why this is a DEFCON zero situation. This is Scott Pressler who wrote this. Scotty Pressler's working his ass off up in Wisconsin. My very, very good friend and the, the godmother, we'll call it, the godmother of MAGA commerce, Nicole, is working her ass off up in Wisconsin and they're getting their asses kicked. I'm not trying to say that to scare you. They are absolutely struggling to get actual people like fucking hands-on uh, activists, boots on the ground in Wisconsin. This is critical. You need to understand Wisconsin is a major, major piece of the Trump 2024 platform and, and path to victory. This is an all hands on deck moment. This is like low key emergency situation. If you are in and near Wisconsin or you can get involved, if you want a phone bank or you want to do any of these things, I am begging you guys. This is super critical because this article is 100% correct. Scott Pressler is 1,000% correct. They just took back control of the Supreme Court. They've got a current voter ID law that they've enacted since the 2020 election. And so help me God, if Daniel Kelly loses, Justice Daniel Kelly, if he does not win on April 4th, you can guarantee the Democrats will be removing the voter ID laws before 2024 so that they can rig it just like they did in 2020. In other terms, this means that this race is going to have a tremendous impact on the potential reelection of Donald Trump 2024. Drop whatever you're doing this weekend. If you've got the time, you don't have anything going on or you don't have any pressing and you're in the Wisconsin area, either just outside of Wisconsin or in Wisconsin itself, reach out to Scott Pressler, reach out to some of the GOP, uh, you know, people out there, get involved. They need boots on the ground desperately. I'm kind of sad for Wisconsin. Unfortunately, my friend who is extremely involved there at a very, very like in-depth level, I don't know what the hell you're doing in Wisconsin. I don't know if you're okay with surrendering your community to liberals, but that's what you've been doing. 
Uh, we're at the point now where it used to just be Milwaukee or Madison there was going to be a problem. And now you're dealing with issues like they're getting into Waukesha and other rural communities where they're actually taking over your school boards. They're taking over your city council meetings. And, and my friend who works her fucking ass off and then goes to these meetings uh, in addition for free is having a hard time. The light just went up again. The, she's having a hard time getting people to show up for the uh, city council meetings or the uh, town council and uh, the school board meetings. So again, I'm one more time. Thank you to Scott Pressler. Please, if you're in Wisconsin, get your asses out there. Very, very important. This is a this is a big race, and it's going to make a huge difference in 2024. Okay. People, hey, I need to go to the school board meeting. I know it's a pain in the ass. It's an hour, two hours of your Tuesday night or your Wednesday night. Just fucking get in there. Okay. The light brings out my better Kamala color. Thank you for noticing, Mark. I think so too. I think so too. <laughs> All right, we got to get into this story. I've been delaying. Can you tell? Can you guys tell when I'm like biting my time because I don't want to get into the gross stuff? I hate talking about violence, man. It's weird that they say all the shit that they do about Trump supporters because I'm a Trump supporter and I don't like violence at all. I am not down with violence. Some people are all about that shit. Nope, I'm good. I don't like playing it. I don't like talking about it. I don't like showing it. I don't like having to have opinions on it. Unfortunately, this one I'm going to have to cover because it is relevant uh, and it's sad, but not a topic I like to cover. Here we go. Let's just get into it. Transgender killer targets Christian school. Manifesto leads to six dead, including three young kids. That's right. That absolute fucking monster uh, that you're looking at there on the screen is a female who was living her life as a boy or a man. Uh, really gross. This is what derangement looks like, like actual non uh they they have been validating these sick individuals for years instead of getting them the help they need so that they don't hate themselves uh instead they present them as heroes of their community for not knowing which gender they are or trying to live as something that they're not uh then they load them up on medication big pharma is just as guilty uh in this circumstance as anyone else as you know the indoctrination is only one aspect of it I have no fucking clue how medical professionals don't lose their licenses all over the place for giving this type of uh, medical care to people who are obviously suffering from crippling mental dis uh, disabilities. So this woman goes into a school and starts shooting little kids and uh, other staff members there and... Uh, and thankfully, you know, I did watch the police cam footage. I will not be playing it on this show. It is out there. God bless them for going in there. Ralph, shut the fuck up. I'm not going to do this. I, I, that's the, really, you just can't help yourself, right? You got to make sure you fucking include that. Fuck. I'm not going to even repeat it. There's a fucking time and place, pal. Anyway. These are the two courageous national officers who dealt justice to Audrey Hale, child killer yesterday. Thank you, Sebastian Gorka. Uh, we salute officers Michael Colazzo and Officer Rex Engelbert. And uh, there you go. There you go. Very, very sad. Um, but these, these two officers, I got to give the police uh, department credit. They, uh, they stormed that building. 
They went in bravely. I watched the entire video twice. And they went in and they pretty much were handling shit the way you would hope. There will not be a trial. Uh, there will not be Miranda rights read. There will not be an extended uh, stay down at county. There will be no ex you know, uh, reduced bail to get her it out. Uh, none of that shit. Uh, this fucking monster is going, uh, it went home in a pine box. And uh, parents and loved ones and friends and family of the people affected by this were instantly served the justice they deserved. Um, thank you, Nashville Police, uh, for handling this the exact fucking way uh, we would want you to. All of those cunts down there in Uvalde could learn something. Uh, this is how it's done. And any other school, this fucking Parkland High School, all of these other schools who've had mass shooting events where the police behaved uh, based on, you know, they were taking political instruction. I just want to highlight when, you know, when the blue lives get out there and do it the right way and you enter a building courageously and eliminate the fucking threat uh, with zero, zero fucking uh, concern for your own safety. I really got a lot of respect for that. That video was super intense. Uh, it was very uncomfortable. And you get a sense of what these uh, men and women in law enforcement go through anytime they breach a building where there is a active shooter. And I was impressed. The training was was uh, dead on. Uh, the, the training was, they were, they were communicating extremely well. They were clearly prepared for this. And um, I appreciated their urgency. This was not something where they were looking around and trying to find out what the next, oh, who's the senior officer? These were, these were uh, brave men. I don't, there might have been a woman, but I saw all men. These were brave law enforcement that went in and moved expeditiously through that building to try and mitigate the loss of life and then eliminate the threat, and they did. So thank you for that. This is the way we, we appreciate you doing your jobs. And, you know, I, I always keep it uh, 100. There's no protected class of citizen for me. Honestly, there's not. I don't protect anybody, not, not law enforcement. No, there's no special classes of citizens. If you fucking suck and you're in law enforcement, that's not my problem. Do better. If you suck and you're in military, I'm going to say it. If you're a pro athlete or a politician, no, there is no, I don't operate that way. My brain won't, my soul doesn't allow me. With that being said, I've been very critical over the last couple of years of law enforcement and how they've handled their jobs, especially during COVID. But uh, I want to make sure that we keep it extremely balanced, which is when they do their job the way that you pay them to and you see what they go through. I appreciate that. I think the most gut-wrenching aspect of that video was they, they did blur out uh, what, I, what I'm assuming is a small child on the ground, uh, one of the victims. They passed that small child in the hallway and uh, and you can, I think somebody said something and you could tell like, they, one, how, how shook they were, but two, their urgency stepped up even to another level. And, um, and I just appreciate what they did. I think that was a, I thought it was a good, it was, it was the way it needed to be done. Um, it's a fucked up story, man. It's, it's the kind of shit I don't like to cover it. I know it's part of the reality, but it's just not my deal. Um, one guy that does do these stories, if you ever want to avoid embarrassing yourself and accidentally posting fake news, uh, the, one of the best ways to not post fake news during a mass casualty event is simply to head on over to Jack Posobiec's Twitter page. 
Jackie P don't miss when it comes to accuracy on reporting and uh, especially when it comes to mass casualty events. Jack does a really good job. I'm going to give him his flowers too. I've been following him and other people. Obviously, I follow everybody, but I've been following them for years. So I've, you know, I've watched when people made mistakes. I am somebody who has made mistakes on these kind of events because, you know, it's not my journalism is not my thing. But this is a guy that, you know, I reserve a lot of what I'm going to say. I wait, and, and I think that Jack Posobiec has earned the right to be trusted when there is a mass shooting because he is all over it. And uh, I thought he did a good job. So well done, dude. Seriously, you, you, uh, you did a nice job yesterday. He's gathered a lot of the information that's already been scrubbed from the Internet. LinkedIn appears to have scrubbed Audrey Hale's pronouns that showed she identified as a man. That's true. They removed that. This is one of the creepier parts. This is one of the creepier parts, I think, about um, modern society is we still like one of the things we've never been told and we don't know this yet. And this is why I, I'm legitimately curious. What agency is responsible for scrubbing, scrubbing the social media of a mass shooter? Like, no one's really ever asked who is doing this. And I don't know how you, like, is that a Freedom of Information Act um, filing that we need to get Tom Fitton to file? Who is, who is it that says there's a mass shooting event, identifies the shooter, and immediately somehow manages to penetrate every single social media? And it, like, this screams, screams CIA to me. This screams CIA. Because the CIA has a supercomputer that is capable of you going in and changing and removing things. And it, it, this supercomputer, which is artificial intelligence, goes across the entire fucking internet and alters the language in a click of a button. Like, I don't know if people know that or not. The CIA has the supercomputers to do this. And they're the only ones that I think that, it, like, you don't, do you know how fucking difficult it would be to scrub that many social media accounts with all those different logins and credentials and different, and they do it all, like, obviously the shooter's not doing it, the parents aren't fucking doing it, but they're able to penetrate in a single fucking, yeah, it's known as the hammer, and they're able to penetrate with a single fucking uh, computer into all of that shit. And what I feel like we're owed, and I, I would love to see a congressman finally do this for us. When the fuck are you going to tell us who, number one, who is doing this? And number two, what is the reason you're scrubbing these social media accounts in real time? Why have, why has no congressman ever brought this up during any of these congressional hearings? It, at this point, it's, it's very relevant. We've seen it so many times, whether it was San Bernardino or Las Vegas or fucking Pulse nightclub or at that church down in Texas. We always, always, always within less than, usually within 90 minutes, everything about the shooter is completely concealed, modified, altered, and hidden. And yet no one in Congress has ever thought, hey, we should go forward and bring a bill so we can find out. It's one of the number one questions I have is, who the fuck did we sanction to go in? And, and also, if you're like a local police officer and you're trying to solve a crime, dude, how would you like to have the federal government altering evidence right after the fact? Like, 
you have a federal agency altering digital evidence before it can be preserved for local law enforcement. You guys don't find that to be a little fucking weird that no one has had a problem with this? Does local law enforcement, are they even aware that the social media accounts are being modified or are they like boots on the ground dusting for fingerprints and by the time they look at social media, it's they're like 10 steps behind. Are they even aware? It's fucking gross. We're living through 1984 right now. Whole thing's gonna fucking fail, by the way. Whole thing. Whole thing has to be brought down. Whole fucking thing. Dude, of all people, really, some people never learn. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, I shouldn't have asked that question. <sighs> yes, I'm sure. I'm sure you guys have a link explaining what I just said. Yeah, totally. All right. And uh, I'm only going to put this tweet up because... You need to know what you're dealing with. This is pretty, even as far as Democrat standards go, this is pretty fucking low. Very surprising that there would be a mass shooting at a Christian school, given that lack of prayer is often blamed for these horrible events. Is it possible they weren't praying enough or correctly despite being a Christian school? There you go. This is, uh, this is what leftists, 1.7 million views on that tweet. This is what leftists think. This is why I've been pushing so heavily for Get Safe, Get South. Because you deserve to live in communities that not only are safe, but are among human beings that still have a soul left inside their body. This fucking pillow-biting dipshit, David Pakman. He deleted this tweet, by the way. He deleted this tweet, but not, at, not until 1.7 million people had consumed this fucking godless piece of shit's fucking opinion. These people don't want to figure out how to live in um, harmony with you. David Pakman will never be your neighbor next door that you get along with, Ever. This dude doesn't even fucking probably realize the damage he is doing to the planet with his idiocy. This is a reckless, reckless, terrible person. But liberals like this will never be your neighbor. You'll never be able to live among people like this. You're never going to want to break bread with them at a Thanksgiving dinner. You're never going to be able to see eye to eye on a problem, problem solving. Because you have, at the end of the day, America is a Christian nation. It is a Judeo-Christian nation. And if we can't even show empathy for babies that were just gunned down, if we can't even refrain from saying something demonic about the babies during a gun, like a shooting, dude, like what else is there? Like what other class of citizen is more vulnerable than children? Like did I blink and fucking miss where leftists hate kids? aside from the fact they've been murdering and aborting them for a hundred fucking years. But honest to God, we used to, remember they used to try and tell you 
They used to try to tell you that when people found out about the pedophilia, that was going to be the red pill for the public. Remember that? That was the thing. They were like, oh, don't worry. When people figure out about the pedophiles, that's when they're going to wake up. Are you fucking kidding me? Really? The demons know about the pedophiles. They are the pedophiles. They're selling the idea. They're trying to get that reclassified as a sexual orientation. They don't give a fuck about kids. That guy doesn't give a fuck about kids. David Pacman or whatever the fuck his name is. They don't care. They don't care. Ultimately, what this country probably is going to end up having to go through is probably some type of very, very uh, globalized war scenario where we can kind of, it's like a forest fire where by natural selection, people are going to have to go and fight and you know, defend this country and only the strong are going to come out of it. That's what it's looking like to me because culturally, you're never going to get that guy to not be a demon. That soul is beyond saving. That's, there ain't nothing there. So, I don't know. This is why I laugh at anybody who tries to bring that unity shit to my purview and I just fucking dunk all over you. I'm like, you're a cunt. Get out of my face. I want fucking unity. I don't unify with evil. I won't. I never will. I'm cool, man. I'm not a violent person. I don't want anything to do with people that condone that shit, that sign up for it, that think it's great. Oh, it's fucking awesome. Dude, fuck you. I don't want anything to do with you. I'm not interested in unifying with stupid fucking people. I'm not interested in unifying with demonic people. I'm cool. There's enough good quality people on planet Earth that I can just segregate myself to good humans because I don't judge anybody on your skin color or your religion or your race or even your sexuality. Honestly, I don't give a fuck. But I will judge the fuck out of you on whether or not you're a scumbag with no integrity and you got no soul. And that's, that is my deal breaker. Dude, if you are a piece of shit and you are horrible to people and horrible to others and you're, you're, you're demonic in how you go about life and how you go about even your interpretations of, of events like this where you want to trivialize it, I don't want anything to do with you. And I don't give a shit what skin color you are or what political party. I don't give a fuck. I probably hate just as many Republicans as I do fucking Democrats, if I'm honest. So it ain't about that anymore for me. For me, it's very simple. I want good, level-headed, quality human beings, people who hold themselves to a higher standard. Those are the people I'm interested in unifying with. Those are the people I'm interested in lifting up and participating and partying, uh, you know, partnering with. I don't want anything to fucking do with the rest of these people. The rest of them, nah, I'm cool. I'm cool, bro. You can keep them. I don't give a fuck how many years you've been registered Republican. If you fucking share that kind of an opinion, like if this was the reverse role, like like if that was a room, all right, a real talk, I'll tell you right now. I didn't feel any less sad when Pulse nightclub got shut up. That's fine. It was just as horrible. I didn't go on Twitter and post about how, oh, at least it was this. Fuck you. That's gross, dude. Pulse nightclub got shot up. You know what? You know what kind of people go to a nightclub? I don't give a fuck. If it's gay, straight, or otherwise. You know why people go to nightclubs? To try to be social, to celebrate something they've achieved, and to try to make friends and to have a nice time. They go to date nights and shit. These are people who are in an environment exclusively for the objective of having fun and enjoying one in company with their community. I don't give a shit if they're gay. I don't care if they're straight. I don't care who they are. And that was just as, like, I, I would be just as embarrassed if some Republicans came out and were like, oh, this was a good thing. You're fucking gross, dude. Like, that's not, that ain't fucking what I'm about. I'm not about that shit. If you think I'm that person, you've probably been watching the wrong show and you had no idea. 
I'm not about violence against anybody, dude, unless unless it's warranted, unless they are criminals, unless they've harmed somebody and they're, they're, it's called for it. But not people just who are trying to have a good time, people who are in an adult environment enjoying themselves or children at a school. I'm just, I'm, I'm over this shit. This partisan shit, I'm over it, dude. I just don't want to be around fucking scummy people, period. And, uh, and I don't want to see anybody condoning or advocating for this shit. Least of all, some fucking cocksucker named David Pakman. One more time, just because fuck him. One more time, this is what David Pakman, whoever your parents are, should be fucking absolutely ashamed. Look at this fucking absolute demonic scumbag. It's like everything that's wrong with America right there. Gross. Absolutely gross. I don't have anything to do with him. No partnerships, no futures. I'm cool. Hard fucking pass. David Pacman. I don't know. Maybe I'm alone in that thought. I just don't. You just see you see too many things, right? You see too many things and you realize it ain't about party. Now, unfortunately, in this case, Democrats do seem to be more prone to the old violence and and uh, in condoning of the violence. But I digress. God, I hate this fucking story. We're moving off the story now. I'm done. I, can't, I don't think I can do this story anymore. Randy, I got an idea. Randy, I got an idea. Fuck, I got an idea. Dilly's got an idea. Dilly's got an idea. Randy, I need you to put something on the website. Here's what we're going to do from now on. For all of you, for sponsors and everyone else, here's what we're going to do. Randy is going to create a resources tab on the website. And Randy, I want you to put... Uh, Phantom Shadows website for people who want commercials and just put a little description of it and so that way they can find the link. This is for the sponsors or any of you that need help, okay? Because I have another person that reached out and hired Phantom for a totally different project, but I want a resources tab. I want Phantom Shadow on there because he's got a professional website for what he does. I want a Magical Trevor link so that people can hire him. We need a, we need a resources tab for sponsors though. I want the sponsors to have access so that they know they have access to all these brilliant people that can help, right? You need a website built, boom, put, I'm sure one of the memers does that. I don't know. I'm just telling you, we have incredible, incredible talent in the meme room who all do uh, your work. They essentially do a lot of the marketing and stuff. We've got Mo in his balls. He is a professional uh, leaf blower uh, by his own admission. He's in the chat. You guys ever need exceptional leaf blowing He's going to do it. Should you make it private responses only? No, no. Make it general. Just make it a general. I want everybody to have a general access because there's a lot of you guys that own businesses that maybe you don't sponsor on the show, but you still could use the brilliance of the Dilly meme team. And I am all about getting the Dilly meme team as much work as I possibly can because they're great people. And the only reason that they're able to do this is because, you know, they, they, they do a lot of uh, third party stuff. So, Yeah. So that's what we want. Also, Mo and his balls is like a, he's like a horse uh, cum catcher guy. I don't know what they call the original, the real name. Like besides blowing uh, leaves, he also, he does that thing. He puts the big thing on the horse's dong. So I don't know if that's what that's called. It's, a, it's not a job that most people want to do. But if you guys need to hire somebody for like that kind of work, he does it on the weekends and stuff. It, but he has a full-time job doing it. But on the weekends, he does, he like holds on to it. Yeah, and it's just like your horse thrusts the way, and then he brings it, and yeah, yeah, he may, he he's really good at it. He's better than most. 
Like if your average person doing that job takes like two to three minutes, Mo will get your horse off in like 90 seconds max. That's what I was told. He has this kind of thing he does. It's like this maneuver. It's like a, it's like a kind of a, I don't know. I don't know. He's just, he's known in those parts for being super. And if you're on a ranch, that's like valuable time. Time is money, right? Yeah. And see, he said, nobody beats me. So time is, time is money on the ranch. Uh, okay, that's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. All right. Fuck, dude. I'm almost done with the last topic we touched on. The first hour of the show is brutal for me. I hope you guys understand this. I love you guys. I know I have to talk on these subjects. It sucks, though. I, I wanted to pretend I didn't notice that story. The, you know, that's not the shit that I like to talk about. I had to come out here and talk about it. I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I know I have to do it, but I don't want to do it. It's not fun. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to talk about this shit. It's super sad and horrible. But you got to do it. It's your job. You, you, you know, people are expecting you to have a comment. Yeah. You know, all right. This is the last thing we're going to put on here. Courtesy of my friend, Shaney Rich. We love him. He's down in Miami. He's a young guy. And uh, he did this clip yesterday. How do you feel about the recent school shooting in Nashville earlier today? Guns don't kill people. People kill people. First of all, it should be a metal detector. That's for sure. And it should be uh, someone like me. Joe Biden is retarded, man. Guns just don't go around killing people. We're not talking about the elephant in the room, which is, you know, trans being a mental illness. We enable them. I would definitely say it's a hate crime. They're hating against children. They're hating against Christianity. The guns is not the problem. The mental illness is the problem. Amen. Bro, I don't know you, and you might not even be conservative, but you just earned yourself this. Shady Rich, thank you for doing that video. Thank you to all the people that uh, were participating in that video for your comments. Thank you for your well-thought-out, well-constructed fucking ideas. You're absolutely right. We all see the problem. 100%. Nobody wants to fucking talk about it. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Unfortunately, yesterday wasn't just a violent act in Nashville, Tennessee. This fucking bullshit. Are you kidding me? Staffer for U.S. Senator Rand Paul was stabbed multiple times with a knife in broad daylight in Washington, D.C. yesterday. Just in case you forgot, Rand Paul was hospitalized after a neighbor assaulted him over a politically uh, violent, uh, politically motivated violent attack a few years ago. He was brutally assaulted in his front yard when he was mowing the fucking lawn. Broke some ribs and was hospitalized. At the same time, we had a bunch of Republican congressional members preparing a practice for a baseball game in Congress when a deranged Bernie bro Democrat shot up the field and shot several members of our uh, Republican Congress at the time. Fortunately, nobody, uh, none of those members died. And now here we go. Now we've got a staffer working for Rand Paul getting knifed multiple times in D.C. They never did catch Seth Rich's killer either, did they? I guess nobody wanted to arrest fucking Podesta and the rest of those assholes, huh? So here you go. In broad fucking daylight. That's just great. And this may have happened over the weekend. I don't know if it was yesterday or over the weekend. Just to be clear, I'm not, I'm not a reporter. I'm just telling you this is the headline. This is what I, I have to say about it. And it's fucking disgusting. So, just never, it doesn't end. Violence is like the one thing I hate covering on this fucking show. It's like, I don't want to talk violence. You know what I mean? I gotta talk violence. Hey, hey, hey. More fucking deranged lunatics losing their minds and harming each other. Beating the shit out of each other. Killing each other. 
you know what's awkward too is like I do this show and we got to talk about like obviously it's super it's it's sad it's sad you know you get three kids shot in uh in Nashville and you know what's sad is like the Democrats care so little about black lives they won't even report on how many kids were shot in Chicago this weekend like they won't even tell you that number anymore you can't even find it good luck go try to find it how many children were shot in Chicago? Do, if I grabbed all the stories about teenagers in New York City getting shot and stabbed just from the last 48 hours, it's probably quadruple the numbers at that Nashville school. Did you know that? They don't even, they give so little fucks about minorities that they won't even talk about them. They're like, nah, it doesn't matter. Nobody talks about the violence in Baltimore or fucking Philadelphia. Holy shit, it's a war zone. Or down in Atlanta right now. They don't even talk about it. They're like, nah, those people don't matter. They're not really, they don't count. So we don't talk about it. Isn't it amazing? And they're all in Democrat-run cities. All, every single one of them. And you don't even tell you. They don't want you. They don't even like, ah, it doesn't matter. What was the age of the victim? 8, 12, 13? Oh, a couple of 11-year-olds shot this 10-year-old. Or some fucking adult gunned down some teenagers. They don't care. You won't even hear about the stories. Just keep going. Just keep going. Yep, they're like, ah, we don't care. Just keep going. We'll just ignore it. Unbelievable. All right. Here you go. Switching, uh, switching gears here. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried charged with bribing a Chinese government official in a new indictment. In furtherance of the conspiracy and to affect the illegal object, object thereof, the following overt act, among others, was committed and caused to be committed abroad in or about November 2021. Samuel Bankman-Fried, a.k.a. SBF, the defendant, and others directed and caused the transfer of at least approximately $40 million in cryptocurrency intended for the benefit of one or more Chinese government officials in order to influence and induce them to unfreeze the accounts. Dude, all of it, all the time. What are the themes that we're noticing now in almost all of our fucking crime filings these days? Democrat, woke, China, over and over and over again. Woke, Democrat, China, wash, rinse, repeat. Almost every terrible, violent story or horrific story uh, in, in the news these days involves either one of or all of those things. China, Democrat, woke. It's insane, man. Insane. Speaking of China, we got to talk about this. This one's going to require your phone call. Have you ever wanted to be an activist? You're like, hey, I need something to do, Dilly. Sometimes you guys ask me, like, what could I do? Here's what you need to do. There's two things I'm asking you to do today. Number one is if you're near Wisconsin, get involved in that Wisconsin race so that you secure the Supreme Court. Number two, and this is for every single person watching this broadcast right now, send an email, send a tweet, make a phone call to your Congress. The bill to ban TikTok is absolutely terrifying. It gives the government the ability to go after anyone they deem as a national security risk, at which point they can access everything from their computer to video games to their ring light. 
This is a Patriot Act for the internet. Let's read the little red part. Uh, or actually, we'll just we'll read that whole thing. The secretary, in consultation with the relevant executive department and agency heads, is authorized to and shall take action to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, or otherwise mitigate, including by negotiating, entering into, or imposing and enforcing any mitigation measure to address any risk arising from any covered transaction by any person or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States that the secretary determines. Yeah, fuck your fourth amendment. This includes desktop applications, mobile applications, gaming applications, payment applications, or web-based applications, or information and communications technology products and services integral to artificial intelligence and machine learning. This is not a bill to get rid of TikTok. This is a bill to arrest opposition for the rest of your lives. Oh, what else do they have to say? Believe it or not, it gets even worse. If, you if they find you in violation, they can put you in jail for 20 years, fine you a million dollars, and seize your property. They can also deem any foreign government an adversary without information or without informing Congress, and everything they do is not, not subjected to a FOIA. This is literally like the end of the Fourth Amendment, probably the First Amendment, and essentially the end of America, because if social media falls to the way that they want to do it, they want to actually legislate it this way, that'll be the end. Can you, I mean, can you imagine? Have you ever heard of something so authoritarian outside of China? That's the end. That is the end if you let this fucking thing get passed. unbelievable it never stops it never stops what do they th what do you think they're trying to do I'll tell you what I think they're trying to do it's not just about censorship they still don't want you to look at the bouncing ball we always come back to this. What are they trying to like, what are they doing? What are they, what's the hope here? They don't want you to notice the bouncing ball. Do you know what the bouncing ball is? Currency is used predominantly in commerce since 1450. You had the Escudo 80 years from 1450 to 1530. Then you had the Real de uh, Ocho about 110 years. So that first one was the uh, was Portugal's currency. Then it was Spain's, and that lasted about 110 years. Then you had the I don't know if you say the golden, which is from the Netherlands. That lasted about 80 years, from 1640 to 1720. Then you had the franc from 1720 to about 1815, roughly 95 years. Then you had the British pound, which lasted from 1815 until about 1920. About 105 years. And then you've got the reserve currency of the world, the U.S. fiat currency, 1921 until... Uh, what they don't want you to know is that if you lose reserve currency status globally, 
There will be a massive war in which many, many people will lose their lives and in which you more than likely will have your quality of life significantly reduced. This is what they don't want you to look at. It's what they do not want you to look at. They don't want you to ever come back. They don't want you to come back to that. Even yesterday, you guys, and I didn't play this because I didn't feel it was appropriate at the, at the moment, but now it's appropriate. Even yesterday, Fox News was attempting to do a breaking news report on the shooting in Nashville. And Fox News producers were told this story is going to be addressed by Joe Biden shortly. And Joe walked onto a stage and then this happened. Not a joke. All right, Joe, it looks like the news is cut away so we don't have time for a mic check. They're gonna wanna get your statements on the shooting in Nashville. My name is Joe Biden. (laughs) I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. Jesus Christ. And I ate Jenny's ice cream. What are you doing, Joe? I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. There was a school shooting. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator. Oh, my God. I think I'm kidding. Oh, my God. Ben, how are you, pal? Who the hell are you talking to? United States Congress, Ben Cardin. Oh, my God. Can we get a statement on the school shooting? Folks, uh... What are you putting your mic down for? Pick up your mic! It's a light to have you all here. And who are those good-looking kids back there? Oh, my God. They're your kids, all four of them? Well, stand up, No, guys. you can't have one, Joe. John, we'll jump back in here. Um, yeah. Uh, considering the moment. Um, we were, we were told that the... shooting that just happened uh, left three children dead. Uh, three adults dead, shooters dead. And we were told he would be addressing this F off the top. It's like funny, but it's not, right? Like Magical Trevor and Earpiece Guy, obviously fucking hilarious. But you're like, when you realize that that was the actual clip, you're just like, what? Like, what? Did that actually happen? Yeah, it fucking did happen. This next clip, I'm going to try to play this meme, but it was acting kind of weird. So you might end up seeing me in this meme. I have no idea what I was doing. Soul Meme sent me this, and I think the file might be corrupted, but we'll try to play it anyway, because it's Soul Meme, so you got to play it. Folks, uh, welcome to the White House. It's a delight to have you all here. And who are those good-looking kids back there? <laughs> if I were allowed to take you upstairs, I got a whole freezer full of Jimmy's <laughs> chocolate chip ice cream. Do you think I'm joking? Yeah. <laughs> I love you. (laughs) That's bad. (laughs) Jesus, you guys. You tried to meme him and it didn't work, did it? He's just evil, so you're like, fuck. It's so weird, too, because you try to meme like you want to be funny, and you're like, oh, I I do it. And then you realize that his actual daughter was like, oh, I'm going to wait till later tonight to shower. Otherwise, he'll try to climb in with me. Yeah, that's confirmed. 
I still can't believe that the that the fucking it was it Ashley Biden. I still can't believe her her diary was actually confirmed legitimate, and there's been no discussion about the fact that it, it quite literally implicates Joe Biden in molesting his own daughter. Like that was confirmed like a week ago, and it's it's nowhere. No one's talking about it. Since it was acknowledged, yes, this is legitimate, and it was her fucking diary, and yes, she talks about her dad touching her inappropriately and having an appropriate relationship with him and also him creeping into the shower when she tried to take showers at night. And, like, there, there's no discussion. Even Republican talk show hosts are not discussing this, right? Like, it's not even discussed anywhere. Like, it was one thing when the diary was, like, maybe potentially real. But then we got confirmation it was 100% authenticated. And dude is a pedophile. Just like, ah, yeah, Joe's a pedophile. Now, I know what you're thinking. A lot of you guys are worried because 2024 is right around the corner. You got a lot happening. What are we going to do, Brendan? What are we going to do? How are we going to win this thing? Well, you got to get past one guy. There's one man that Donald Trump has to get past. It's not Team Meatball. It's not DeSantis. I know. That's what you were thinking. And it's not Joe Biden, apparently, or the Democrat nominee. Apparently, according to one man, a man who believes himself to be a legend in his own mind, he is the one you've got to try to get past. Chris Christie tells a New Hampshire crowd He's the only one who can topple Trump. Now, I don't know if that was a fat joke or not, if that was like what he was trying to say. But failed politician and overall fat guy, Chris Christie, is trying to give, convince people he is the one that can stop Donald Trump. I... I would just like to point out, I am legitimately stunned that Chris Christie is still with us after COVID, given what we know what it does to fat guys. I am actually like, wow, okay, good for you, buddy. I also have no idea why Chris Christie thinks he can stop Trump. Dude, I do, I do this for a living. When the fuck did Chris Christie leave office? 2016? 2014 like how long has it been since chris christie was the was the was he the governor is it was he was the governor is that what he was the governor or the mayor was he the governor why does chris christie just it's almost like nikki haley who told you that people in america give a shit about you was he the governor in new jersey is that what he was dude i don't even know when he was last in a, like a full-time job i don't know I don't know, dude. That, anyway, that's, I thought that was pretty funny, so I grabbed it for you guys. All right, I got to speed up because we got a lot to cover still. So before I get to President Trump's interview last night with Fashion Hannity, we first are going to all enjoy Stephen Miller absolutely demolishing Laura Ingram on her very own program. Laura, of course, became belligerent, rude, immature, completely unhinged, and embarrassed her fucking self. And I'm very, very happy that she did because Stephen Miller 
wasn't going to stop. He was going to get every last fucking word in. And he pretty much uh, hit this bitch square between the eyes. Thank you, Stephen Miller. Republicans well, know that we jump need in the here. best. Go ahead. The, the Go president ahead. Yeah. a new policy plan every, every week. Yeah. But Laura, the president has put forward a new policy plan every week. He's released the Quantum Leap Plan to build freedom city, cities and revolutionize the American way of life Why and American he transportation. He's launched a plan to end child mutilation. It was two-thirds of his speech in Waco. It was three-quarters of his speech at CPAC. He did right, a full hour on policy in both of those addresses. He's eating a four-year yeah. plan to phase out imports on China. He, well, he has, Stephen, he has the answers, Stephen. He detailed Steven. the plan to take out the deep state. He's detailed the plan to end the war in Ukraine. He's detailed the plan to completely so he, so, reshape so nothing, our nothing approach So nothing can be tweaked. No, Stephen, nothing, Stephen, nothing can be tweaked. Nothing. Perfect. I have not in my lifetime seen a candidate who's put out more new policy in so short a period of time. Then talk about it. Talk about it every time you get. Every single week. Okay, so Stephen, I was if at you, the CPAC if, speech. It was an hour straight. I'm in not the talking about the CPAC speech. I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking it about was, tonight. It was, it this was is a huge opportunity to talk to Sean the American asked people. asked him about the biggest news story in the country, which is which is people trying to prosecute him because he is the leading candidate. There's no cheery way to be prosecuted by Alvin Bragg. There's no cheery way to have the special counsel come after you. Didn't he say isn't thinking about it, way. and he should be. But he says we'll over and over the, again, they're coming yeah. after him because they're trying to come after us. Right. And Steven, that is what he should be to... saying, and he should be indignant. Okay. So, Stephen, this is, by the way, Stephen and I agree on 100 percent of all the policy issues. So this is what's fun about this. But uh, what, what, what I'm saying here is that and I think what Miranda is trying to say. Uh Laura Ingram, I don't know how long you've been doing this. You've been put out to pasture. The game has passed you by. I don't know how fucking old you are. I don't know how long you've done your show. All I can tell you is you are so fucking slow on what is actually happening. It is cringy to watch. Stephen Miller just handed you your ass on a fucking platter. And your counterpoint was that Donald Trump needed to like tell everybody about his policy platform every day all the time. You're an idiot. You go on television night in and night out. And you fucking embarrass yourself and you show your age, not because of the way you look, though that is also rough to look at. You show your age because you're getting fucking circles run around you, like brutally so by the whole planet. All of these fucking people in mainstream media, this was Stuart Varney's crybaby self this morning. And I had to watch Attorney General Ken Paxton of Texas hand him his fucking ass on a platter now, Ken did it in a very succinct way. Ken said to Varney, he said, well, Stuart, there is a primary to win right now. So the issues that you're bringing up are not issues that are going to be, a rel be relevant in a primary. Those are general election concerns. In a primary, he is polling exceedingly well with Republican voters, and we feel good about his message. And you know what Varney did? He shut the fuck up and moved on. Laura Ingram sat there. Instead of recognizing, first of all, there's obviously a lag on the fucking feed between you and Stephen Miller, which means one of you, fucking you, the host, needs to recognize you need to pause at the end of each sentence to allow him to finish 
to make sure you're not trying to step on his toes and you don't look like an unprofessional fucking hack, which is what you look like. Secondly, why the fuck are you rolling your eyes and getting all fucking worked up when your guest is handing you your ass? Just shut the fuck up. Show some goddamn professionalism or don't, but at least have a cogent fucking point, you idiot. The bottom line is, He's been rolling out Agenda 47. You probably didn't know that was the name of it. And your shitty fucking uh, network, which is owned by a globalist cunt and run by a never-Trump piece of shit, does not allow Donald Trump's platform to be elevated, talked about, discussed, or promoted on your network. You take money to fucking misguide Americans. That makes you a piece of shit. You are being deliberately obtuse about the facts. Donald Trump can do two things at once. He can put out policy issues and policy agenda points while simultaneously kicking the fuck out of your rhino candidate, Ron DeSantis. He's allowed to do both things at the same fucking time. That's what successful people do, Laura. Instead of being a piece of shit fucking host, maybe you should have stepped outside of that shit for a little while and actually got to experience the real world so you could see what does and doesn't work. In the real world, normal everyday Americans have to find a way to not only have a vision for what their future is going to be, but simultaneously overcome the adversity they're currently living through, which is exactly what Donald Trump is doing right now. Fuck, I hate that bitch, dude. Urgh, urgh, urgh fucking makes me rage dude rage rage can i handle it you know what let's get to something i can't handle donnie j trump how do you indict an innocent man a former very successful president who is now running and leading in the polls that every legal scholar and virtually every hater says don't do it there is no case here this is what happens in third world countries which sadly usa is rapidly the usa is rapidly becoming thank you donnie j 100% correct. All right, we've got to get into this sit down with President Donald J. Trump. And the best way to do that is with a quick introduction of the interviewer, Sean Hannity. Uh, <laughs> oh, Mike, thank you for that. All right, let's start right here. CBS <laughs> News now says 25% of people in our great country are what they call food insecure. Food that can't get no, bare necessities. Recession, record. Inflation, record. Our debt, our deficits. You know, why has this happened? How would you fix it? And would you have supported the bailout of Silicon Valley Bank? Okay. Ready? Yeah. I have a lot of questions you're asking me. I am. I wouldn't have supported the bailout. Uh, the bank would have to get along by itself, and maybe they could have. What happened with the bank is interest rates went too high. And, you know, I had my own situation with Powell, and I beat the hell out of him. I was not a big fan of Powell. I was rec he was recommended by some people. I didn't like him. Uh, he's uh, too interest rate happy. What you do is... 
you get the oil prices down. That's bigger than interest rates. The only thing. And what happened is we took an oil and now we take an interest rates. Those banks failed because the interest rates were too high. They stupidly bought long-term treasuries. Ten-year treasuries. Well, they bought long-term, longer than that even. Mm. And they bought long-term and those treasuries got crushed because Powell keeps raising interest rates. Correct. Gotta love Trump. I love when he gets to talk about stuff that he knows better than anybody and he understands it. You know what I mean? President Trump just really gets it. Economically, this country is going to go to the fucking moon when we put President Trump back in office. I'm dead serious. You, you get him back in office, you're going to end up, you're going to live on the fucking moon. All of your dreams financially are going to come true if you're smart. If you're bold and you're smart in 2024, you will absolutely be able to put together uh, your dream life when Trump gets back into office because he's going to go in there with a buzzsaw against a lot of these people, the bureaucrats. And he, knew, he knows, he knows exactly what is causing this. They, they spend so much time. Do you guys understand or appreciate how many hours they spend trying to get you to look left or right uh, when it comes to money? Because they don't want you to know what the actual issue is. They're like, look over here, look over there. They just do not want you. They don't want you to ever look at the real cause. And Trump's like, yeah, let me get into this. He's talking, he's dead on. All right, we got more clips. Let's see what this one is. I got a few of them, I just grabbed them, hold on. By the way, Elon Musk revalued Twitter at only 20 million. Well, it was not- uh, uh, 20 billion, I'm sorry, no. But he did a big favor by letting people know yeah. how corrupt our government is, because that's essentially what is. Yep. President Trump, a little hat tip to Elon, he's absolutely right. The big, the most, and it's true, Elon Musk pretty much announced yesterday that Twitter was worth about half of what he paid. Only about $20 billion is what he should have paid. He way overpaid. But as President Trump just pointed out, the biggest thing he did was expose all of the corruption from our government. And really, you can't even put a price on that. Putin a waiver on the Nord Stream, too. Okay. So Putin said, because everyone said, oh, I'm so nice to Putin. Putin said, if you're my friend, I'd hate to see you as an enemy. He told me that. I got along very well with Putin. By the way... I'd be able to work that out. It would have never happened in a million years. And even the Democrats admit that. But if this thing isn't solved by the time we have the election, which is possible, it won't be. And there's also possible we'll be in World War III with these idiots that are doing what they're doing. You could end up in a nuclear world war, which will make World War I and World War II look like patty cakes, okay? Uh, this unbelievable because we have people that don't know what they're doing but if it's not solved I will have it solved in 24 hours with Zelensky and with Putin and there's a very easy negotiation to take place but I don't want to tell you what it is because then I can't use that negotiation it'll never work but there's a very easy negotiation to take place I will have it solved within one day a peace between them now that's a year and a half that's a long time. I can't imagine something not happening. Uh, the, the key the... with that is the war has to stop now because Ukraine is being obliterated. You know, whether there'll be nothing people... left. Well, I looked at pictures of cities that are literally Decimated. like a, it's like complete de demolition. I was in the construction business. You would demolish a building and you'd it looked like hundreds of these demolition sites. The build there wasn't a building standing. And these are cities for Ukraine, they were big cities, very big cities. Now, he hasn't really, in Kiev, he hasn't really set the missiles in, but at some point he'll do that one too. There's nothing standing. The other thing is many more people are dead. 
and horribly injured than they're reporting. You know, when you see missiles hitting 15 buildings and 15 buildings falling to the ground and they're big buildings, there are a lot of people in those buildings, and then they say one person was injured. These are phony reports. Many, many people are being killed that you don't know, but you'll see that later on. So you'd prefer, if you were president, you think you you would have a negotiated settlement and within 24 hours and we wouldn't no longer be ponying up all the money that by the way western western europe is not doing their fair share what's unfair and you and i have had this conversation is that we are spending we're up to almost 150 billion dollars and europe's at 24 billion dollars now it's the same thing with nato don't forget i got the, them to put up hundreds there you go. He's in his zone, man. He's so frustrated. Nothing pisses off President Trump quite like an unnecessary loss of life. If you haven't figured that out, you want to hear him get super passionate, bring a problem to him that is easily solved, and he knows it, and, it, and the consequences of not solving it are a massive loss of life, and you will see a side of President Trump you rarely see, which is like legit anger, very angry. And rightfully so. He's completely justified in that anger because people are dying. Kids are dying. The country is being demolished. Uh, and for what? I mean, he's absolutely correct. All right. He had more to say. Ron came to see me. Tears in his uh -oh. eyes. He uh -oh. said, I need you to do me a big favor. First, he asked for the meeting. Then he asked me for the favor. I said, what's the favor? Would you endorse me? I fought for you. But again, he, a lot of people fought for me. You fought for me only rightfully, but you fought for me if you thought I was right. Mm -hmm. A lot more than he did. But he said, I need your endorsement. I said, Ron, you're so far behind. I can't imagine that if you got George Washington's endorsement combined with the great, late, great Abraham Lincoln, if you had their endorsements, I don't think you could win, Ron, but tell me about it. Go ahead. He said, I'm telling you, I think I could win if I could get your endorsement. And he was, you'll have to check the records, but many, many, many points. It was over. And the nomination just... And it was a very close The race. nomination was just, okay. I gave, I said, let's give it a shot, okay? You know, you defended me. Adam Putnam didn't, one way or the other. I think he's probably a nice guy. You know, I never met him until later. A year later, I met him. He said, when you did that, it was like a rocket went up. He said, my race was over. They were already buying furniture for the, for the governor's mansion. They were going to win. So I said, let's give it a shot, Ron, okay? And he was desperate. I said, okay. I gave him a nice endorsement. I said, you write out what you'd like and let me see it. He wrote it out. I thought it was terrible. I changed it, made it great. I gave him a great endorsement. From the moment I pressed that button, he blew the guy away. The race was over. They never even got to spend their money. What is your favorite nickname that Trump's given you so far? Is it Ron? Ron the Sanctimonious or Meatball Ron? <laughs> Actually, some will be surprised, but I really like Meatball the best. I know, <laughs> I can't help it. I just really know my way around meatballs. Seriously, can you think of anything better than some luscious, tasty meatballs dripping with salty meat sauce? Just thinking about meatballs makes my chin, I mean my stomach growl. All that protein. Meatballs are this man's best friend. It reminds me of my Uncle Jeb. Oh boy, I just love those meatballs so much. So, yeah, wow, I'm sweating. I definitely like meatballs the best. Wait, that doesn't make me gay, does it? This is one of the greatest interviews I have ever conducted. It's meat with balls. What's not to like? <laughs> it's meat with balls. <laughs> it's meat 
with balls. What's not polite? Oh, dude. Ramble Rants, you're a fool for that one. Let's go back to President Trump. And a lot of people, political people, said, sir, never bring that subject up. The voter doesn't care about that subject. But I do. And I think people do care about loyalty. When you help somebody, really help them, I mean, get them, and then he announces that essentially he's going to run against you. That's what he announced. Because when he said that, that means to me that you're going to run. And he's going to run, but he's getting crushed now in the polls. Bye-bye. Get out of here. (laughs) Thank you, Megan Double Dog. And he is getting crushed in the polls. Uh Uh-oh. It's not going well for Meatball Rob DeSantis as he gets bludgeoned in the 2024 National Republican primary. Trump, 52%. DeSantis, 26%. And the rest of these losers make up some percent that we don't care about. But there you go. Oh, my God. (laughs) Fucking Meatball Rob. I also have just been brought to my attention. It's been just brought to my attention that Peter Navarro was just on an interview with Newsmax. (laughs) Peter Navarro was just on a podcast uh, recording on Newsmax and Peter Navarro is now calling him Rod DeSantis. <laughs> Give yourselves a hand, everybody. There you go. That is right. That is, I just was brought to my attention, courtesy of Steak for Breakfast podcast. They're a friend of mine. And uh, according to Steak for Podcast, uh, which I will be on with them on Friday after this show, Steak for Bread Breakfast podcast has just DM'd me a link to a Newsmax interview where... Peter Navarro is now referring to DeSantis as Rod DeSantis. So you are welcome. You guys all know where this started. The Rod, Rob, fucking Raul DeSantis uh, game. Ray DeSantis. It is, uh, it's everywhere now. And uh, (laughs) it just warms your cockles. Thank you, MAGA Devil Dog, for that super dank meme. And obviously, I just, you love to see the polls. You love them when they're like this. You love them when they're just surging and Donnie J is running like hell. And this is what it's all about. Also, I do have an update before I forget. Thank you, Magical Trevor. I saw you in the chat. Heads up, everybody. Heads up, everybody. MAGA Weekly is on tonight. 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitter. If you want to join us, you want to ask questions, MAGA Weekly is going to be back tonight. We figured out the software. We, uh, we, uh, we tried this super sophisticated thing where you, you restart your phone after an update and it fixes the problem. Wow. <laughs> wow. Fucking, can you believe it? I know. I, Magical Trevor and all of his infinite wisdom never occurred to him to restart his uh, phone, nor did it uh, for me or California. But I will be back tonight. They fixed it. And we are good. So, also, if you want to join us and you want to chime in, ask questions, or comment, make sure you have the latest update and then restart your phone so it'll work. It's 
Super sophisticated stuff, really. I got to tell you guys, it's very super sophisticated. All right, uh, President Trump had more to say. I wasn't done with that. Let's play one more Donnie Jake tr uh, clip. Actually, do I have time? Yeah, I got it. We'll yeah, yeah, we'll play it. Let's play it. If I have the right to look at stuff. But they have the right to talk, and we have the right to talk. This would have all been worked out. All of a sudden, they raided Mar-a-Lago, viciously raided Mar-a-Lago. I have tape, and I gave them tapes. You know, I gave them tapes of storage areas. I gave it to them. I could have held that back. I wasn't holding anything back that I cared about. I gave them tape. But you know the tape they don't want me to reveal? If possible. They've asked me, and I've, I've so far adhered to it. The raid itself. Wait a we minute. Have I'll take that tape, I know and I'll would. air that tape. Everybody would take that tape. Well, I'm asking first. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I have tape, but they think yeah. it might be dangerous because of the faces and everything else, and I understand they that. They get pixel amount. But I have tapes of the raid, mm -hmm. and the raid is terrible. And the way they treated people is terrible. And the way they treat people now is unbelievable. They ask innocent people, please go in and blah, blah, blah. But that, but Donnie J. Trump. All right. <laughs> oh. This, uh, this isn't a meme. Not a meme. That is from an article in, I believe, the Tampa Bay Tribune. And I put this on Twitter. This isn't a meme. His team actually agreed to put this slouched, Forrest Gump looking ass fucking photo in the Tampa Bay newspaper. Now, I don't know when it was. It might be months a year. It might be years ago. I don't care. This is officially the template we're using on Twitter to meme Rob DeSantis into oblivion because that is an awful picture and it's hysterical. And I appreciate everybody who's currently playing the, uh, the meme game with us over there on Twitter. I have a whole thread on it. The memers are involved. The fans are involved. We're having a lot of fun. I've been retweeting them. So there you go. So I'm just telling you, that's actually a real photo. All right. I mentioned something yesterday, and I talked about it a little bit, but now I want to give you the clip because I, I kind of want to leave you on this thought because I think it's valuable. I think it's, it's the, the little gems of wisdom that Donald Trump will give you outside of politics because obviously he has to stick to his talking points. But if you can get him to go off script and you get him to talk about these other things, these are pearls of wisdom that can absolutely help you in your life today. This was one of them from the rally in Waco, Texas. Shout out to Magical Trevor for cutting this for me. Ask me that question. I have that question. That's one of the most often asked questions that I get, Wesley. How do you do it? How do you do it? How do you get up in the morning? And I don't like it because it's such a negative thought. I'll start thinking about it. I don't want to think about it. Because if I think about it too much, I'll probably start agreeing with them. But I'm never, I'm never going to do that. But I've had, and I've borne all of this willingly. And I watched other people run for office. I mean, Mike Bloomberg spent two and a half billion dollars. He never got past the first question, right? So, <laughs> but I do it again because I love you and I love our country. That is one of the most genius statements. That is a philosophy, he just said, and you might not even have caught it, right? He's like, I don't even want to consider that question. He's a man on a mission, sacrificing himself, his own livelihood, 
his own happiness, his own, his own peace, because he loves us and he loves America. But the brilliance in that statement was, I don't ponder these negative thoughts people asking me, because what you're trying to do is get him to compel, you're trying to compel him into self-pity. And he recognizes it. He recognizes it. And people do this not on purpose. They're not trying to harm anybody. They're just shocked that someone like Donald Trump exists. They're trying to compel him to self-pity. And he doesn't allow it because he's like, I made a choice. I, I brought this on myself. This is so much in that clip that I, I love. And I think it's just one of the most genius 30, 40 second clips. Because he doesn't like to consider these questions because it's like, yeah, I know it's hard. I know I'm going through a lot, but that's okay. I did this myself. I made a choice. A lot of you, I obviously, it's a very baby version of this, but like I currently live in Georgia. I'm going through a custody battle with my, for my son back in Arizona, and a lot of people are like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize. I made a choice. I'm a big boy, and, and I knew that I could increase and improve my family's quality of life and their safety by moving across the country. I had to make a choice. I had to weigh the options. And yes, it's true. I appreciate your understanding and your empathy, but I'm the same way. I don't really want to talk about poor me because it's not poor me. I, no one forced me to do this. Just like nobody forced him to run for president. You know, people, we make decisions. We, we willfully enter into painful situations, not because we are afraid or feel, you know, we're, we're feeling sorry for ourselves. We do so because we understand that there's something greater we're aspiring towards. And Donald Trump is aspiring towards a greatness for this country that it's beyond just making his own money. He's, he's done that. He did all of the things, you guys. He married the supermodel. He had the beautiful children. He had the beach houses and the sports cars and the celebrity friends and the fame and the accolades and the awards. And he already was the president once. And he already is the most famous human being currently living on earth, Donald Trump. He already had all of it, but the thing that he wants to be his legacy is he wants to give you an opportunity to have your America the way that it's, it's capable of being. He wants to give you back your country. And that's the part that I don't know how people stay deranged about Donald Trump on that subject. I don't know how an organic voter doesn't understand and doesn't realize. Now, I'm not talking about people who are paid operatives, but I, I still am super, uh, I think, confused. Anytime I come across somebody who questions why Donald Trump is running for president, it is the strangest and most obvious answer. And yet so many will hate on him for such minor bullshit personality shortcomings or flaws that they think are an issue. And they miss the brilliance of the fact that a multi-billionaire, self-made man who's America first, loves the babies, loves children, loves the does women and minorities, wants everybody to prosper, is 76 years young and still working like he's 35 because his ultimate goal is not fame, it's not riches, it's just to make America great again. And I just... It's genius. He's incredible. I, I just, I got a, an immense amount of respect for President Trump. And I always appreciate, and I hope that he implements this in more speeches. I hope he implements more and more of his life philosophies 
into his political speeches because frankly, I think his life philosophies are needed now more than ever. I think that this country needs leadership in a way that's even beyond politics. We need a leader of men. We need a leader of women. And I think that's, I hope he implements and uses more of these brilliant anecdotal thoughts that are small. They're like, to, to him, it's a throwaway comment. But if you catch it, you realize how completely unique that perspective is. And I, frankly, I hope that the, the uh, Trump campaign and their speechwriters ask President Trump to include more and more of these ideas and philosophies because I think there's so much to learn there he's just he's like this wealth of knowledge and you only get him for like this long you know like you get people like President Trump and they're like it's like this long dude and then you look up one day and, and, and one day they're not there and you go how much more could I have learned what did I miss what did this person still know that I wasn't even we never even had the opportunity to hear him say and that's why I really I hope this is the most publicized president Ever when he gets back into office. I hope they have a camera with him every moment of every day so we can glean as much of his wisdom and mu as much of his tenacity and his, his uh, knowledge and experience as we can while we've got him. I really do. So I'm done. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilley, and I'll be back tonight at 7.30 p.m. for another episode of MAGA Weekly over on Twitter. I look forward to seeing you guys there. Otherwise, uh, I'll see you tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern here on The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. I'll see you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. And we're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the, the uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.